Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time for Warriors This Week. Shot clock down to 10, cool dribble drive to Thompson in the corner. He'll launch with five at the three and say good night. Now, here's Sean Dickinson. All right, we welcome you in. It is Warriors this week. It's John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason, and we're with you for the next three hours here on 95.7 The Game. Oh, boy, Whitey, do we have a lot to dive into today. <laughs> wow. Also a full day of, of Warriors basketball with the Lakers in town, uh, ABC Saturday Night Showcase game there. But uh, all attention right off the top of the show goes back to the Warriors and the four-team trade that they were a part of involving James Wiseman going to Detroit at Atlanta and Portland also involved in this deal and the Warriors at least for the time being acquiring Gary Payton the second but the failed physical designation yesterday and the Warriors on the clock currently as to whether they make a decision to rescind the trade due to the failed physical and the issues with, with Gary Payton the second and his health uh, just uh, a lot to dive into here for the next three hours, Whitey. How are, how are you doing? Mother? I'm doing fun. I'm looking forward to this, I think. But I'm you know, not sure where we're headed. It's unusual when you have a trade in sports where both sides are really happy and it works out for both sides. That's unusual. This is also, this deal is a little bit unusual in that you got, <laughs> you've got fans on both sides here, Detroit fans and Warrior fans, who are going, I, I, I don't know what they're doing. Um, so here's where we, and there's so many layers to this. First of all, does does the deal make sense? If Gary Payton the second is healthy, I think it makes sense for the Warriors. We'll talk more about that. But on the surface, I can see what the Warriors are thinking there, and also financially too. Did Portland pull a fast one? Uh, did they know Gary Payton second was injured and didn't share that with the Warriors? We don't know. That's some of the information we're getting here. Where is that coming from, and why? So we've got that element. Thirdly, what recourse might the Warriors have? I don't know, J.D. I, I don't think they have any recourse other than, yes, we accept the trade or no, we're rescinding it, unless uh, the league at some point steps in and says, yeah, you know, what the Blazers did there, that's wrong, and you get some compensation. I don't know if that will happen, and if that does happen, obviously it would take a while for the league to look into that and make a finding. Finally, what do the Warriors decide? My best guess, J.D., based on what we know, and obviously there's a lot we don't know, I think the still the Warriors would love to go ahead with this. I think it's more likely than not that they go ahead and go through with this deal. What do you think? Yeah, and and Monty Poole of NBC Sports Bay Area had had reported as such yesterday, uh, quoting from from what he wrote. The Warriors remain extremely interested in in the reunion with GP two, uh, critical member of the the roster that won the finals in two thousand twenty two. Poole wrote, which brings. Uh, the Warriors could and likely would choose to waive the, the yeah. failed physical exam, even if he's sidelined indefinitely, uh, according to, to Monty Poole's sources there. Uh, I would not. Uh, I, I would veto the trade if if I'm the Warriors. And, and I put that out there uh, on Twitter yesterday, and, and I'll just say right off the top, uh, to me, this was a win-now move for Gary Payton II, and I completely understand why the Warriors wanted to add Gary Payton II back to this roster as key component as he was to them winning that NBA championship. He would plug right back into their rotation and be in the top eight or nine and, and be able to play 20 minutes a game, and, and he gives them 
useful skill set that they really need in terms of on-ball, point-of-attack defense, which has been so lacking and I think led to so many different issues for the Warriors defensively. Just the fact that they haven't had, through lengthy stretches of, of the game, you know, someone that has the ability to do it. I, I still, though, think that you can't – it's a win-now move, but if Gary Payton II is out, and, and I know there's a ranging reports yeah, about yeah. – is it two months? Is it Good three point. months? Mm-hmm. The the if he can't play until May tenth or eleventh or even let's just say May first or let's even just say it's two plus months and you it's may not the playoffs see him. begin. Yeah. He may not play at we all. You may not see him at all yeah. because the Warriors right now part of the allure of getting Gary Payton the second is he's going to not only help you make the playoffs but help you get to a point where you're out of the the play in tournament glut preferably like you're, you're getting him because you think adding him to the roster for the next two months helps your chances of getting on a run that this team has shown to this point of the season they are incapable of getting on over and over so to me if you're not going to have Gary Payton the second for the next two months that makes me want to pivot and, and be more likely to veto the trade the other part of this too is the issues with Gary Payton II's repeated injury history and the issues about Portland and the reporting with respect to the, the, the Blazers, you know, telling him to take Toradol injections and, and trying to push him to play before maybe he was ready. I know there's also been reporting that the Warriors extremely unhappy with Portland's side of this thing and also through their medical exams believe that that this Peyton injury is something that he should not be playing through, that it needs to be rested, it needs to be rehabbed. And, and so... I think you set that aside now, but you also move forward with Gary Payton II is under contract for the next two years beyond this year. And I think the injury issues and the surgeries that he's had as a player that is starting to get up in age now and just got paid and hasn't been the most durable player throughout the course of his career, that would give me pause even about the future two years on the deal. That could wind up being a bad deal for the Warriors, right. even if it is 16 to $18 million over the next two years. So for people that say, Whitey, you know, what do you do? You'd still have him for the two years. Well, you don't know what level of, of Gary Payton from the guy you had a couple, you know, last season you would even get for these next two years. So to me, that factors in. I, I, think, I think you veto the trade, but it sounds like the Warriors are, are – comfortable moving forward and are more likely than not to accept the trade and waive the failed physical yeah so let let's i want to be clear here you say it if it were up to you you would not make the trade but what do you think they will do aside from what you think they should do you think that they probably will as i do they probably are going to go ahead and with the trade right i i think they are all indications yeah. are at this point that they're going to go through with the trade mm-hmm. yes yeah it seems like they are comfortable waiting for Gary Payton to be available in two months or three months or next season, and and that they believe what he brings to the table as far as you know, the defense. And, and, look, I do think this Warriors team, Whitey, needed an infusion of something. I think we talked about that a little yeah. bit last week. And I think the good vibes of Gary Payton you know, coming back, I mean, you could feel it in the Bay. Warrior fans were really excited about it. And, and the prospect for you know a guy that didn't really want to leave, a guy that the Warriors really didn't want to lose, but the price point became – too great and and to where the Warriors would have to subtract some kind of salary it wound up being James Wiseman's salary if they were going to keep Gary Payton's salary around on the roster so they figured out a way to do it all things being equal and we can get into the Wiseman component of this and we will over the course of the the next three hours because that's also a, a big part of it but I think on the surface if Payton was a healthy player you could accept the terms of this deal and say, okay, it didn't work out with Wiseman. The Warriors whiffed on that, but they did get a productive rotation player back in return and somebody that they want to have around moving forward. So at that point, it's all good. The injury, though, to me, gives me enough pause to where I, again, wouldn't do it. Although, yes, to, to parse through right. the, the, the Warriors' view of it, it does look like the Warriors are going to do it. And, and I think that opens them up to even more scrutiny for how the deal works out than they would have been opened up to had they just decided to to you know, roll with the deal with a healthy player. Remember last week, J.D., I was talking about the last guy before Wiseman who was a number two pick and just didn't work out, 
<laughs> and it's funny because he's now, well, if the trade goes through, as Marvin Bagley, he and Wiseman would be teammates. But I mentioned that because we were talking about Sacramento actually, you know, they botched that, that, that pick, but they got a useful player ultimately in return for Marvin Bagley. And it looks like the Warriors could have done the same thing, and maybe they have. You mentioned how popular GP2 is in, in the locker room and how beloved he is by his teammates. But you also have to look at what he's done on the floor. And if you get into some of the analytics and things, it's amazing how impactful he's been. Just real quick here, that 2021 year, 10 games, Gary Payton II with the Warriors. Remember, it's like, oh, Gary Payton II, who's this guy? Well, his offensive rating, that's when he's on the floor, offensive rating for the Warriors, 152, defensive rating 95. That was 10 games in that playing year. Last year in 71 games, when he was on the floor, the Warriors' offensive rating 129 and their defensive rating 103. So he's been hugely impactful going beyond just his points per game and his shooting. And his shooting last year was uh, excellent. Otherworldly shot, he shoots 62% and made a good percentage of threes. Even this year with Portland, Offensive rating 127, defensive rating 114. So, yeah, uh, you could see how, wow, that pick didn't work out. But if we get GP2 back, man, this is a guy who can really help us. And he helps us in areas that we really have struggled this year. However, as you said, as we all know, if he can't play, I mean, that's the whole thing with Wiseman. Why do they got to trade him? Oh, he can't play. Well, Peyton can't play because of a core injury that's not healed then what use is he to you? But there's just so much here medically that we don't know. It's a great point you raised where the initial report said, you know, he could miss three months. Then there was another report with another source saying, "Uh, that sounds like a little extreme to me. Well, here we are trying to figure out what's going on. And the most of it is based on this medical information that we're just not privy to right now. Yeah. And and if it is closer to a month and he could come back down the stretch of the season, then I think that, that changes the complexion of everything. Then you'd be more willing to do it. There's also the the part about Gary Payton II and and the five surgeries that he's had in the last six years, which, again, it's not just about do you have him this year for me as you try to parse through what the Warriors ultimately do today in making a decision to – either go through with this trade and and look Detroit's involved in this Portland's involved in this Atlanta is is involved in this and it's an all or nothing deal if if the the Warriors hold the fate of all of these teams and all of these players and picks and everything involved in in this trade in their hands it's up to them they can accept and waive the physical deal goes through if they choose to rescind the deal with the failed physical the deal is dead and there are no changes amendments or anything that can be done because the trade deadline has passed if this was a deal that had been done say two days before the trade deadline and this was still the day of the trade deadline then there would be a potential to amend or change maybe the Warriors get you know a little more compensation from Portland in it or Mm -hmm. or the terms or a different player or whatever but that all because of the timing of this is off the table it's an all or none deal as to what what the Warriors do. So 888-957-9570. It's John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason. It's Warriors this week here on 95.7 The Game. And the question is simple. What do the Warriors do? Should they veto the trade? Should they, even if Gary Payton II is unavailable for the entire remainder of the regular season and the five surgeries in six years, does that give you pause about the future and the next two years of his contract? And then... We haven't gotten into the James Wiseman component to this, which is, and the Warriors have to factor this in, if they veto the trade on the failed physical for Peyton, that means James Wiseman comes back to the Warriors. He wasn't playing anyway. It does make it more awkward, obviously. It's not something he asked for, nor is it fair to him, but the Warriors really don't owe being fair to James Wiseman as part of their decision-making process through all of this. And I think they also have to ask themselves the question, if Peyton isn't going to be healthy, is it worth bringing Wiseman back, knowing that you can probably trade him again in the offseason? The question then, though, is can you get a better player and a better fit than you got in acquiring Gary Payton for him now? And if you don't think you can, maybe that leads you back to, all right, we'll push the deal through. 
Yeah, I, that's still, I think I would do that again. So much of it's based on medicals that we don't know. But for you and people who agree with you, and I understand the position, I think it's a very reasonable position. I'm not there yet, but I get it. But if you were going to rescind the deal and you'd have good reason to, how do you deal with Wiseman? That would be my question for you and also for everyone else uh, calling in here, Xfinity Mobile text line, 888-957-9570. How tricky do you think that would be? Hey, James, you know what? We loved you all along. Uh, I agree with you. You don't owe him anything. But how awkward does that make uh, the relationship that already hasn't been the smoothest? I mean, how awkward would it be? How do you go about trying to rehab him again now when you already he already knows that you tried to get rid of him? Right. And confidence and, and those things you know have been a factor, I think, in, in this you know, Wiseman part part of it. I, I, I do think, you know, he's. The expectations of what he was supposed to be and how he was supposed to help and and the inability to help and the injuries and all of that, I do think Whitey weighed on on Wiseman to a point where it, it compounded the, the development. It, he was already having issues developing, and I think the fact that he wasn't as much of a factor as he was billed to be, whether there are easily explainable reasons for it, I do think that snowballed and prevented Wiseman from being able to to come back and be more of a factor more quickly. It all kind of fed on itself. Yeah, if that makes sense. I just want to say this because I know I haven't been the biggest Wiseman fan since they drafted him. Um, but you know, we'll see what happens here. Just in all fairness to those who are, we know there's a lot of people uh, for years have been talking about how good he is. One of those people that still believes in him is the general manager. Uh, of the Detroit Pistons, who said as a player he has tremendous upside. Oftentimes when young players go to championship-level teams, it's hard for them to fit in and find their way because you have to conform to the system that's already in place. It's been proven, and he's no different. They had a bunch of injuries, and they uh, lucked up and got that pick, and so they were able to add this kind of talent to a championship-level team. He never really got a chance. So for those who are still Wiseman believers, Mr. Weaver, the GM of the Pistons, he's with you, and that's one reason why a lot of Pistons fans don't understand it, but the Pistons are hoping this trade goes through because they really are excited by Wiseman's potential. Yeah, and, and look, if the trade goes through and, and, and the injury part of this changes so many different things because you, you could make the case – if, if Peyton is healthy, the Warriors get better in the short term by adding Gary Payton. Yep. I've said it. This team needed an infusion of something. You know, yes, the Warriors, I think it's an admission that, that they whiffed on the Wiseman pick. But I do think the fact that you're getting somebody that could help you immediately, if you were getting somebody that could help you immediately, would, would make it worth it. There's the financial component to it. With the $7 million in luxury tax saved this year, I think it's close to $30 million in luxury tax the Warriors would save next year. Now, you could still do another deal involving Wiseman in the offseason, and you could make the case that for the Warriors, Wiseman was becoming, if not already, a sunk cost you look at the personal aspect of Wiseman in this and, and going to a team like Detroit is exactly what he needed in relating it back to their general manager and those comments, exactly what Wiseman needed to have a shot at really beginning his career. He needed to go somewhere where he can play, not worry about wins and losses, not worry about whether he plays well or not, just play, gain experience and confidence and grow I know the Pistons do have a couple of other bigs on their roster, but it sounds yeah. like they were more than comfortable to letting him come in and start right away and, and try to play and develop. Yeah, and I know that they've been trying. Beef Stew, Isaiah Stewart's one of the centers they have that I think has been better than Wiseman, but they've been sliding him, trying to play him at the four a little bit. Um, so we'll see what happens, of course, but uh, there's no question that Wiseman at times, if you look at some of his numbers, you could understand why someone like Troy Weaver would say, Ooh. and the Pistons wanted him. They, they had some interest there even before the Warriors drafted him. The thing with the Warriors, as we know, as we'll discuss, as we have discussed, the Warriors kind of ran out of time because of the crunch they have with the cap. And next year, $12.1 million, you know, lesser team, like again, comparing it to Sacramento with Bagley, when they got to the same situation with Bagley, they decided, you know what? Let's pay him, and you never know. Maybe it works out. And the Warriors just don't really have that luxury because that means, all right, that's fine, but $12.1 million times the luxury tax, that means there's something else that we really want to do that we can't do. So that also was a huge factor in them deciding it's time to move off of James Wiseman. 
888-957-9570. It's John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason, Warriors this week. We're with you until 1 o'clock. We appreciate everybody watching on YouTube and Twitch this morning as well. Let's get to the phones, and we'll get it started here with Chuck in Danville. What do the Warriors do? Do they veto the trade? Do they accept it? Uh, Chuck, you're up first here this morning on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Chuck? Chuck. Hey, guys. Nice to, uh, nice to catch up with you. You got uh, it. I, I feel like, look, it's a, it's a sunk cost. You, you knew what you were getting when you traded for Peyton. He was, uh, he was injured. He had the, or you knew he had the surgeries. So the history is the history as far as his health goes. And you were just making a bet, like you said, J.D., that he was going to be able to help you now. Unfortunately, you find out that that's not the case. I don't think you want to bring back Wiseman. Uh, that's kind of akin to bringing back a disgruntled employee or, as we were talking you know, previously, you know, a, a spouse that you want to divorce with. But, and, and they think the Warriors, being the great organization they are, they think the world of Wiseman, they want to give him a chance to go out and play and, and see what his career has to hold for him. So I think you're left with trying to hopefully the league intervenes or you can go back to Portland and get some sort of compensation, get something back. Um, or, like they said, just don't, you know, unfortunately – Portland's the one that is I, I see as the bad guy in this, and it's just a, it's a really unfortunate situation. It's kind of what happens when you wait till the last minute to try and do a deal like this. You're kind of stuck now. So that's my take. And again, I appreciate you guys. Thanks, yeah, Chuck. thanks, Chuck. Yeah, the the deadline absolutely muddies this whole thing because if it is done a, a day earlier, there might have been a day to to figure out. Uh, you know, uh, an amendment to the deal. I know the Xfinity Mobile text line, there was a text that, that said, hey, why can't you get GP2 in the off season? You know, essentially veto the trade now, go back to Portland, try to maybe do something in, in the off season. Obviously, then Detroit doesn't get Wiseman and Sadiq Bay stays and Atlanta's ticked. I mean, the Warriors, not that they should be concerned about this, Whitey, but the Warriors do risk, and, and I think I think Chuck's right on as far as, Portland being the the ugly component to this with with the you know trying to push Peyton to play and it seems like they really were pushing an injured player that they knew the Warriors had interest in and they knew Peyton had interest in going back there and they tried to maybe take advantage of that situation which is an ugly ugly aspect to this whole thing but the Warriors also because they hold the fate of all of these players and teams in their hands they do run the risk of Detroit and Atlanta being like, hey, bleep you guys. Like, we, you know, we had action we wanted in this thing. And, and, and so, again, not that the Warriors need to be concerned about it, but there is a pressure that comes with the fact that these other teams are looking at, at you to account for deals yeah. that they wanted to make. But if there's anything to what we're hearing about the Blazers, I have no idea. If there's anything to that, I'm sure the other parties involved in the deal could understand that. If um, And I think you touched on this earlier uh, Chuck touched on it. If perhaps Portland's found to be in the wrong, maybe the Warriors get some sort of compensation from the league. But that's going to take time. That's going to yeah, the league's going to have to look into that, investigate all of that. And another reason why this happened right up to the deadline, based on what we're pretty sure we know, is that the Warriors were still involved with the Raptors about OG and Anobi, and they would have liked to have made something happen on that front, but the Raptors just wanted too much. They wanted Kaminga and multiple picks and other players, is, uh, I believe the last I heard. So ultimately, the Warriors had to decide, and I think they were right to say, that's just too much. So all right, then they made the deal. Uh, to get Peyton, but that's one of the reasons it was against the deadline. They there were other things, specifically one other thing with the Raptors that they were hoping they were going to be able to do. All right, he's Whitey Gleason. I'm John Dickinson. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Simple question, and we'll parse through all of this. What do the Warriors do? Do they accept the trade, even if Gary Payton can't play for anywhere between a month to three months? I think. How long Peyton would potentially be out is a concern, and also the five surgeries that Peyton's had in the last six years. Does that give you pause as far as this core injury that Peyton's dealt with in the past that keeps popping up and his ability to be able to play the next two years on the deal as well? This could be a very bad deal, Whitey, for the Warriors and Peyton if they accept it and he can barely play. Forget about this year, although that's a big part of it, but over the course of the next two years. To me, if the Warriors accept this deal with Peyton as an injured player that they are going to wait on, I believe that opens them up to far more criticism about the entirety of the deal 
moving forward sure. than if Peyton was a, a healthy player coming back. Well, you know the Warriors don't want to publicly admit this, but we all know it. And not that they would want to hide it. They just don't want to, you know, m- make a pronouncement about it. One of the most attractive aspects of this trade is that they save, would it be $7 million this year and then like $30 million next year. So you could see how they would say, look, even if he doesn't play, we're saving all this money. We have more money in the offseason. But you don't want to say that. So what if, J.D., let's say your doctors looked at it and said, you know what, in a month, month and a half, he should be good to go. Nobody knows for sure, but what if your own doctors gave you some kind of timeline like that, which the Warriors being the Warriors, I don't think they'd share with us, but that's their right. Would you then be inclined to make the trade? I would be, and I'm still leaning towards making it anyway, which I know would be a gamble, but if it's going to be less, significantly less than three months where he would be expected to be out, maybe just half that, would you still, would you then think, yeah, you should make the deal? At that point, I'd be a lot more open to it because you'd be getting him for a portion of the remaining regular season and then the playoffs. But but again, the thing that can't go undiscussed in this is how much a healthy Gary Payton enhances the Warriors' chances of making the playoffs, which currently is not a lock. Part of why you go get Gary Payton is because this team may not have been good enough to make the playoffs without getting an infusion of his defense. I've been saying that for a long time. Yeah. The good vibes that he brings to the table and and, and all of that. So so to me, you know, if you go get Gary Payton and you say you're willing to wait a month and a half and then he can't come back and then you'd make the play-in tournament and lose, Mm -hmm. well, then to me you get double the scrutiny as far as that goes. And then to me you also get held to a different standard as to what James Wiseman ends up becoming, which I think – if you're trading for a healthy player, I think that you know the calculus on that is, is changed as well. So eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. We'll come back. We'll reset the phones. We've got a lot of people that want to talk. A lot of text messages to get to. What should the Warriors do with news of this and the decision likely to break here? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh, Over the next few hours, it's Warriors this week on 95.7 The Game. Now back to Warriors This Week on 95.7 The Game. All right, welcome back. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason, 888-957-9570. We're with you until 1 o'clock here on 95.7 The Game. Much to discuss as the Warriors are on the clock currently (laughs) as to what will they do uh, here coming up on 48 hours now beyond the trade deadline and the four-team trade, which among many components and pieces would allow the Warriors to acquire Gary Payton the second from Portland James Wiseman going to Detroit Atlanta involved in this deal as well and the Warriors have to decide whether or not they're going to uh, rescind the deal Whitey or accept the deal even with the failed physical designation attached to Gary Payton the second and and figure out how long Peyton would be out. Uh, 888-957-9570. Let's get it started with Austin in San Jose asking the simple question, what What do the Warriors do? Austin, what What would you do, my man? You're on 95.7 The Game. Hey, what's up, fellas? Listen, uh, I got a little bit of an unpopular opinion here. Uh, um, I think the Warriors, I thought that 
from the beginning. That just still smelled a little funny. Um, this, I believe GP2 was probably the third option on the whole deal. Uh, they made a quick, my opinion now, they made a quick uh, decision on GP2. I don't think they got up in the morning and said, hey, our, 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 our big deal today is going to be getting GP2 back. So I think there was probably a couple deals that, for whatever reason, fell through. Now they're in a situation where they went ahead and, and got GP2, and all hell's broken loose with his, with his physical situation. So I'm going back and saying, as much as Portland may have been a little bit underhanded, the Warriors bear responsibility on that. I don't think we should be giving Myers and his, his team a free reign and saying they didn't have any responsibility. I'm bringing this on the Warriors. They should have, they should have handled this better. And I, that's my opinion, man. I don't know if you guys feel that way, but I think I feel like the Portland's getting all the blame. But what about the Warriors front office? Why didn't they catch this? Thanks, guys. Th- thank you for the phone call, they did. Uh, Austin. Yeah, uh, it, they well, did they catch did. It. Yeah, yeah. They, they did catch it when it went through the physical. I, I will say this though, to, to Austin's point, and I'm on record, and, and we disagree on this. I would veto the trade. I, I would, I would veto the trade. I would bring Wiseman back. I would not allow whatever Portland did to to be accepted in a way because to me if you veto the trade then there's I think that lets the league off the hook as far as looking into uh you know what like to me you just to me at, at that point you put the onus on the league to look into hey this deal could not come to fruition because we had to veto it and all of that point I'm getting at I don't want to I don't want to ramble on this to me, the Warriors bear more responsibility for it if they accept the ter- if they accept it. If they waive the physical, like they then they know they're taking an injured player back and they're giving up a young asset to acquire that injured player. And so at that point, if it doesn't work out for them for any reason, then they bear at that point the brunt of the responsibility. Like you can't accept a bad deal for an injured player. And then, if it doesn't work out, whine about the team that that tried to sell you the damaged player. Like, you have an out. It sucks. Portland is 100% in the wrong, it sounds like, from all of the reporting. But if you accept it, you lose the right at that point to complain or blame them. Well, it may not be that black and white. I understand what you're saying. I understand Austin's point. Uh, I don't agree that the Warriors could have handled it better. I mean, we'll see what they do. It's also possible, J.D., I don't know, but it's possible the Warriors accept the deal, but there may also be uh, some league involvement with the way Portland handled it, and maybe on the back end, maybe Portland gets slapped, maybe they're... They, they lose a draft pick, or maybe you actually get some additional compensation. I don't know, but I think that's a possibility. But as far as saying, oh, the Warriors should have handled this better, to this point, I don't think that's fair. They did catch it. Now we'll see what they decide to do. To me, I just I think it's time for the Warriors to move off of James Wiseman, and this is a good chance to do that. Anything short of Gary Payton's spleen falling out, and I'm you know who knows how badly injured he is, but anything short of that... I'm making this deal. And obviously, to your point, we agree on this. If it's like your doctors say, man, he may not play this year, then wow, that's that's probably not worth doing. But if there's a reasonable chance that he'll be back within a month or even a month and a half, I'm going ahead and I'm making this deal, and I think I'm better off as an organization and on the floor because of it. And, and the other the other part of it is you know, Gary Payton acknowledging the fact that, that he's had four or five surgeries in the last five or six years I keep coming back to it's one thing if he can play in a month or two or in the playoffs should the Warriors make it, but he's had a lot of surgeries. He's 30 years old, and you also have him under contract for the next two years. So you're count- if you're accepting this deal, you're accepting that player for the next two years. If he winds up being unplayable for good chunks of, of those two years, then you're on the hook for that. Well, I agree with, with you the, the Warriors, there's nothing they could have done differently on the lead-up to this. But right now, they do have an out. That's why this process plays out with physicals and doctors and everything. And you're right. To the Warriors' credit, they caught it. But at the point in which you accept it, it's on you. And and so, you know, if if it doesn't work out, then to me, there's more scrutiny that would be deserved handed at the Warriors' lap. If it, if it doesn't work out for any reason. Would you like to hear, and I know we have a lot of phones. We need to get phones. We appreciate everyone calling in and listening. Would you like to hear a player that everyone knows who had this same surgery recently? Sure. Okay. Uh, yeah. As he was Let's with the Blazers it. last season, 
Dame Lillard had, according to NBCSports.com, Dame Lillard had the same core surgery last season. Remember, he and he really struggled, and then she struggled a little bit when he came back this year, but he's playing well. So, that, again, it's not medically sound to say, this guy had that surgery and he had that, so they're the same. They'll recover at the same time. But that is something to keep in mind. The Blazers uh, say that Dame Lillard had the same core muscle surgery last season. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. It's John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason. It's Warriors this week here until 1 o'clock. What do the Warriors do? Uh, the news of the decision could break here uh, at any moment as the Warriors set to take on the Lakers tonight at Chase Center as well. Uh, so the Warriors have a decision uh, to make on this. couple of text messages to get to Xfinity Mobile text line. A uh, couple of things here on this. 408, yes, J.D., exactly. If they accept it, then Bob Myers is on the hook. Bob would be allowing Portland to get away with this. Uh, that, that's, that's, how I, that's how I view it. If, if, you, if you accept it, you allow it, that's kind of on you. To me, as much as you want a healthy Gary Payton on your roster and a healthy Gary Payton could, could help this team, I think if he can't help you, and you're then then you got to veto the trade. You got to bring Wiseman back. He wasn't playing anyway. He goes off in the back burner. You tell Wiseman, "Hey, we'll figure something out for you in the off season." And I I'm of the belief that you know don't worry about oh well this is the best you could get for Wiseman now, and everybody knows that this is the best. You won't be able to get this much for Wiseman again. Miss me with that. Like, I, I think I, in the, you can always trade players. The Warriors, I know there's financial ramifications to it, but they can they can pay to keep Wiseman on the roster and trade him at another point in time for a an eighth or a ninth man, which is basically who they traded him for this time around. Like, that type of a deal, I do think, will still be on the table in the future. Don't, don't panic, Whitey, I guess is what I'm saying about, oh, my God, this is your only chance to move Wiseman for somebody that can help. I, n- no. Not well, if the value has been set at eighth or ninth man. Yeah, but the value is only going to go down if you've already traded the guy and then you had to rescind it and then you're trying to trade him again. I mean, his value, unless you're going to play him this year, which then you're compromising your season potentially. So I don't, I don't think the value for Wiseman is set. I think it only goes down from here because teams will look at that and go, we know you don't want the guy. You already, you already had to take him back. So, I mean, that's, that's not necessarily um, a definitive reason not to make the deal. But I would make it. Uh, as long as I have reason to believe that Gary Payton is going to be able to play by the end of the the regular season. All right, 888-957-9570. Let's go to Joe in San Francisco next here on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Joe? Hey, guys. Uh, happy Saturday. Um, unfortunately, I'm 55, and so I've been watching sports and Bears sports for a long time. I can't ever remember there being medical undoings of player acquisitions and trades, and then we got yeah. two in like True. four months with Carlos, Carlos Correa and this. Yep. And what what the hell is going on around here? As, Dean, uh, as Vince Lombardi said, and then when you lose uh, Purdy in like six seconds into a game, it feels like this like we're getting cheated or getting shafted here. But I know it's just you know that's a sick fans complaining. JD, are you absolutely like mathematically certain that? Uh, sending, you know, killing the um, GP trade gets Wiseman back, or are they registered? I know it was logically four different team team trades, but if they're registered at the at the in the league office as like four discrete trades, I don't know. Are you absolutely positive with that? Oh, I yeah. don't know. I can oh, yeah. can they just send GP back and they got four uh, picks? And the final but- thing is, my spidey senses say that if. This is rescinded, however way it is. That is a sign of Bob Myers not coming back to the team. And if he does not rescind and keeps it, it's a sign that he will. I don't think Bob Myers would do this wrecking ball type of thing of getting rid of Wiseman and getting a busted-up player and then just walk away at the end of the year. Yeah, although maybe that's sort of predetermined at this point and and you already know i mean if if bob isn't coming back at that point it's fair to question you know is bob just facilitating these deals based on somebody else's wishes and, and i think that's fair to question and that's a that's a completely different aspect to, to all of this as far as the deal itself though whitey uh, according to the reporting and it's multiple reports now yes. from espn to the athletic 
it was submitted as a four-team trade. And, and Anthony Slater of The Athletic was on our air yesterday with, with Damon and, and Ratto, and, and he explained it as well. This was submitted as a, as a four-team deal. And so it, if the Warriors veto the deal, which there still is, you know, they got to make a decision on that. If the Warriors veto it, Whitey, it, it it's no Peyton goes back to Portland. Right. Wiseman goes back to the Warriors. That we the, do the, know for sure. Yeah. The five picks are gone yeah. from Atlanta. Sadiq right. Bay goes back to Detroit. Like Knox goes back to Atlanta. Like all everybody goes back to where they were, and it's as if nothing happened right. at that point in time. It's not as if the Warriors can take Sadiq Bay now or keep the five picks and use them later. It's an all-or-none deal, and the Warriors hold the fate of everybody, Whitey, in, in their decision here over the next few hours. Yeah, because they were reported separately, but, yeah, as far as the league is concerned, it's all one deal. And Joe's right, by the way. I was thinking of that, too. I don't recall ever a major Bay Area sports transaction being held up, really held up or reversed because of physical. And now, all of a sudden, it happens every week, it seems. So that's just stunning. Uh, let's go to Rich and Fremont next on Warriors this week. What's up, Rich? Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Um, I, I got to agree with the last caller. You know, dropping, you know, guys off, you know, middle of a trade and the players injured is just ridiculous. It really is. Um, but I will say this much. If I'm Bob Myers, what I do is I do not rescind this deal, and I'll tell you why. I don't, I don't personally believe that one they were looking to uh hash this deal based on getting a good player that was going to absolutely 100 percent help them get to the get to the finals i think they were trying to get some help but i think they were really trying to deal with that with that that that, that cash that they were going to have to pay by keeping wiseman now they followed through with this deal they've done that now you know john you're saying well you know what if they do this, then it's on Bob Myers, and it probably will be on Bob Myers. And I think Bob Myers went, in, went into that knowing because really at the end of the day, whether Peyton is injured now or if he's injured in the playoffs, it'll still be on Bob Myers. No player that plays in this league is absolutely 100% without the possibility of getting injured. That happens. That's, that's part of the, 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 the deal, okay? And so if I'm Bob Myers, I, I keep this deal, I move forward, you know, the report says that he's probably going to play later on anyway when they really need him. So to me, it, it, from the Warriors' standpoint and from, and from the front office, it is a good deal, but it, it's a tainted deal. And I also believe that at the end of the day, it's the NBA's responsibility to do something about this. Okay, Because at the end of the day, yeah, yeah. the NBA shouldn't be allowing you know, teams to drop off you know, injured players in the middle of a trade. That's just ridiculous. I agree with that, but again, the Warriors out is by vetoing the trade. So, and and I'll I'll be redundant on that one for the next two hours. If the Warriors accept the trade, it's on them at that point because their their doctors caught it. They're okay with it. And I, I want to go back to the original point, which is was this deal more about the financial ramifications of dumping Wiseman as far as a, essentially a salary dump? And there was a point on Thursday afternoon or morning leading up to the afternoon, Whitey, where it looked like. And maybe the Warriors just did this trade for the salary relief and we're going to take the five second-round picks back, and that was going to be it. And and to me, at that point, like th- that, if you had a problem with it, I, I would, you know, I, I would not like that at all. Like, to me, this deal right now can't just be about being a salary dump. Like, no. it needs to be about getting pl- a player back that can help this team, which in theory, the Gary Payton trade. Like, I got a major problem if you just did a salary dump right now in the middle of the season when you've got a team that's kind of flailing to string any kind of momentum together. You want to do that in the offseason after you see how this season ends and pivot and make and have it be a part of a bunch of different moves, that's fine. But I got a real problem with in the middle of this season, you make that move if you if you had made the move without trying to get somebody back. I think the Warriors were looking to get a player back that could help them. I think Gary Payton was in a unique situation because he knows them so well. They know him so well. They they know his value. His value to them, I think, is greater than his value to Portland or his value to uh, another team, which is why the Warriors were comfortable in doing this. But if he's not healthy and can't help you, it's a fail. Bottom line, point blank. And you're already admitting that you whiffed on Wiseman by trading Wiseman. So if you're whiffing on Wiseman and you're getting a player that can't help you, that's too 
marks against you. Well, I, yeah, and I don't think the Warriors are in any hurry to make this trade for a guy that cannot help them. So that's what they're looking at. Gary Payton seconds also um, unique, a unique asset in this respect. The Warriors obviously take a PR hit locally if they have to decide, and it looks like they did decide, you know what, second pick, wasn't the guy, we screwed up. But if you bring back GP2 it, it, to, a, to a degree, maybe a small degree, but to a degree, then you've got to, all right, that's bad. But look, we're bringing back boy, the guy that he was nobody and we found him and, and everyone loves him. So that's another aspect of this trade. My fear is if, if Joe Lacob really is a big Wiseman fan that has been reported, and I know he pushed back on that and said everybody wanted him, but let's just say you are – Joe Lacob, and you love this guy, and you still think, man, we might regret trading him. And then you're talked in, or you said, all right, we got to trade him. And then this happens. I mean, <laughs> how hard is it going to be for him to go, yes, we still want to make that trade? So I would guess that's also a factor here. The owner saying, yeah, you're right, let's do it. But wait, wait, what are we getting back? So there are a number of things, and I would guess that's one of them that the Warriors are sorting through here before they decide whether to go through with it or not. I still hope they go ahead with the deal. It, it definitely hits different, I think, in a positive way because it's Gary Payton right. second. Right, exactly. I, I, I think you're right about that, and I, I said as much to a few people just, just in general conversations that the fact that if, if this was a random mm -hmm. player on another roster, I think the whole deal would be viewed much differently by the Warrior fan base. But because you're getting, oh, it's GP2, right. and it's he more was at palatable. the parade yeah. running around with yes. his shirt off and a yes. champagne bottle, and uh -huh. he helped them win the title, and, yep. you know, he – Families from Oakland and all this yeah. like that that component of it adds a it's a very giancy feel good oh he's one of us and he's come back home aspect to this to where if it was let's say Terrence Ross that they were getting in the deal people would be like ah that's that's terrible <laughs> right. why would no. you why would you do that absolutely that's absolutely true so you can, but I think you can't totally be swayed by the name no. value and as somebody said to me on Twitter you know the GP two name in the Bay. Hits, it, it hits different. It, it carries more weight than potentially how much GP2 would be healthy enough to actually contribute. And if you're getting – if you're going down that road, like, you bet he better be able to contribute. Like, he is evaluated not based on the good vibes of 2022. He's evaluated on is he healthy enough to help this team this year and over the course of the next two years. That's the pass or fail of this thing, Whitey. Yeah, I still think, and I agree with the texture here from the 415, why can't this deal be both at the same time? Dumping the salary and getting a player to help on defense. It can be, we think, based on GP2's health. You can't overlook the getting – out from under Wiseman's salary before next year when you've got some tough decisions to make. That's a huge part of this deal. But if you can accomplish both of those things, then that's ultimately it's a win. It's not the big win that some of the other Western Conference contenders enjoyed at the deadline, but it's a win for the Warriors, and they're a better team than they were before the deadline. Filmo Mike next here on 95.7 again. What's going on, Filmo? Mikey! Hey, hey, hey. What's popping? Hey, uh... I just want to say, man, you know, kudos to Wiseman. Hopefully, you know, he do well. Uh, I think I think he's going to be pretty solid. But I think it's an indictment on the Warriors. I I talked to you earlier, uh, Michael Talawati Gleason, about the big man camp. And mm -hmm. his rebuttal was, well, he's not a big – he doesn't play like that. But that's my – that was my point. It was like, bro, he needs to learn how to set a screen, and a big man camp would have helped him. The Warriors have to do a way better job of developing big men. The big man dude, the dude that came from Denver, their coach, Jokic is, is raw. I don't know how much Cuz helped him, but Jokic is 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 a is a all all time talent. So I don't know how much he really. Added to to Jokic's bag, you know what I'm saying? They need to develop big men better. Wiseman setting screens, he was horrible. He he he, he left too soon, and that's this is like basic fundamentals. Now he should have learned it in high school and college, but that's not the point. Teach him how to set a proper screen, and maybe he could have been utilized better. It's a total indictment on the Warriors uh, coaching staff that they can't develop. A big man, as promising as Wiseman, to set a simple screen. Thanks, Filmo. I mean, there there are a lot of different aspects of why it didn't work out with Wiseman. I, I just think part of it is 
Wiseman was better equipped to do things in the short term that didn't really help or fit with the Warriors system, whether it was a post-up game or a face-up game on the elbow or shooting threes or it just like he could get he could score if given the free reign to be a focal point in the offense and go score but why would you want that when you have Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins and Draymond Green throwing the ball so it was just a bad fit and as Tim Kawakami said to the the guys in the morning roast I mean it just every time he was out there with Curry it was an unmitigated disaster and if you can't play with Steph Curry then you can't be a part of the Warriors program. That's the that's the the reality and the rat on the table, Whitey. When you look at what the Warriors traditionally, as as long as Steve Kerr has been here, what they ask their <laughs> rat on the table, yeah. When you when you look at what the Warriors ask their centers to do, you have to wonder why they would spend the second pick on a center in the first place. But that's all you know, water under the old Bay Bridge. Now, let me well, just say you know this. why. Let's let's be honest, because they thought the championship days were over. They thought the championship core was done winning championships and so they felt like hey this second time because you got to go back to the day of and clay gets hurt and they had just won 39 out of 72 and all all of that uh or or they just won 15 i guess that year but it just to me you can't like they they started looking at the next core because they thought this core wasn't going to be able to win it again that's just reality and then the core showed they could win it again right without Wiseman being a part of it and that changed the calculus yeah but if he was going to be part of your core you would have had to approach it entirely differently but be that as it may again you know that I haven't been the biggest Wiseman guy and people coming after me again it's like I don't understand why but let me just say for those and I think Mike's one of them who see the promise of James Wiseman this is a fact Okay, James Wiseman, when he plays 20 to 29 minutes a game as a Warrior, this is what he did. 13.8 points, 6.4 rebounds, 1.2 blocks, shooting 54.5% from the field. So I understand why people looked at him and said, man, this guy's going to be really good. He was not a good fit for this system, and when he was on the floor, the Warriors were not a good team for whatever reason. That's why they're moving off of him. I'm just saying I understand why Detroit looks at that and says, huh, maybe we have something there. I understand why so many Warrior fans are wondering, how come the Warriors didn't get more out of him? I just don't think he was ever going to be a good fit here. 888-957-9570. We got one hour in the books. We got two hours to come. It's John Dickinson. It's Whitey Gleason. It's Warriors this week. What do the Warriors do? Do they rescind the trade or do they allow it to go through with Gary Payton, the seconds failed physical? We'll continue to discuss next here on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 